Are you going to start changing your sleeping pattern or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah well, or... I'll have to turn the TV down. Uh, well, the volume down for Rublev, obviously, in uh, Delhi. <laughs> I'll wake up the whole That's what's for Djokovic. You know, the biggest challenge for Djokovic isn't any, you know, any player on the draw apart from Delian's grunt. Hello everybody, welcome to the On The Line podcast. Thank you for tuning in to episode four. It's me, Jack Edward, and my co-host. Gavin Lang. Hello, how are you doing? Very good, thank you, Gav. How are you? I'm uh, boiling hot because of the heat, but apart from that, I'm doing brilliant, yeah. Right, this episode today is on the Olympics. It's, uh, I suppose, considered almost a fifth slam of sorts, I guess. Very yeah, important. Should be. I mean, very important tournament. I, I, I mean, we're going to get on to that, actually, Gav, this some people maybe who don't hold it in that regard is all I'll say for now but um, we're, we're going to cover the draw and what we think of the two draws that we are, and a little bit on the doubles as well and we're also going to cover a lot of the withdrawals that have happened I think we'll probably touch on that first yeah it might be a good place to start yeah absolutely um, so yeah a number of high profile ones I mean you've got the Federer and Adal obviously uh, yeah. Williams obviously You've got uh, some obscure ones like Batista Gu, who seems to want to go to Kitzbühel instead of Tokyo, or at least uh, for well, some that, reason. This is what I was I was going to touch on. Um, I've got them all basically just like ordered in terms of is it a fair reason for withdrawal or is it an unfair reason for withdrawal? Yep. So we've got the, the first thing, I'll, I'll cover the mains. The first thing that is just this number is mental. I, I think under 50% of the world's top 50 are attending. Yep. the men's side like I don't that understand it. don't understand it that is a mental stat but okay so, so i've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten or so people who've got a legitimate excuse so rafa team federer dan evans stan vavrenka alex de Menor, david gofan borna choric matteo berrettini and sort of milos ranich all these people have had either a positive COVID test or they've got some sort of ongoing injury, basically. Milos Anic is a sort of, because I, I think he has got a legitimate excuse. But he's always injured. I mean, that's the problem. I know. He said he said he had a calf injury and now he's playing in Los Cabos. But I, I genuinely think that was like, he did not expect to sort of recover that quickly. Yeah, it was too basically. late for him to get back in the draw. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, so I, I think we, we can let him off the hook, exactly. And I've got sort of Amber, uh, kind of not quite you know, a legitimate excuse, but sort of a legitimate excuse. Benoit Pierre, Sebi Korda, Grigor Dimitrov. Now, the latter two are because they haven't played enough Davis Cup matches. I don't know if they had any intention of playing, but yeah, you kind of think... It's off, isn't it? Especially now they've the Davis Cup up now. Yeah. It's pretty much just Madrid 2.0 indoors, you know. Right, and uh, yeah, it would be pretty easy to play. I, I think... For Korda, you can kind of—he's not been around long. He's pretty much only just broken the top 100. Dimitrov yeah. 100% knows what the criteria for getting into the Olympics is. He's pretty much—he's made no like sort of—he's not pretended that he's interested. He's just said, "I'm not interested in playing the Davis Cup." So that by, you know, by default, default yeah, you can't can't play the Olympics. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Ben Pierre, obviously yeah. uh, banned by the French Tennis Federation after. I'm sure you guys will have heard about it at home. The bunch of, he's done a million different things this year. It's just it's ongoing and it's like a living match losing streak or whatever it was. Um, just a million different kinds of tantrums and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's playing Gestad. He's playing well though. I mean, he's through. He's through at the quarters. Yes, yeah, yeah. I know. I think that is that the first time he's strung together a couple of matches this last year week as well last week as well though he did have a bit of a meltdown in the final set of his uh quarterfinal but all of a sudden he's turning back into full form Benoit again like he's coming up with trick shots and uh looking uh-huh. like he can concentrate for more than 10 minutes so it's a, it's a positive step in the right direction but you kind of think maybe he's he's kind of got one on the ftf now and he kind of just wants to prove that he's a good player exactly he's just that sort of player isn't he he's, I, I wouldn't say he can beat anybody at his best but at the same time he's just he's he's, he's stubborn he, beat himself or he can beat anybody pretty much yeah <laughs> and then uh we've got a lot of red players who i for for all the information i can find don't really have a better excuse than there is another tournament on that will give me money and will give me ranking points to be quite honest so going through them with sort of inverted commas around a few of them Chapovalov, RBA, Kasper Ruud, Christian Garin, Yannick Sinner, 
Cam Norrie, Riley Opelka, John Isner, Taylor Fritz, Albert Ramos Vinolas, Dusan Lajovic, Adrian Manorino, Philip Grenovic, Nick Kyrgios, and Federico Delbonis. It's all only members of the top 50 here, so there's a few yeah. other players and stuff. But I, mean, I guess for the players like Delbonis and Garin, you can understand their clay court specialist, there's clay court tournaments on. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Points, you know what I mean? But it's, RBA is the bizarre one. I mean, I think he must have been hired by the Austrian Tourist Board. I mean, he's playing, I know. It's yeah. playing next week. I watched him yesterday in Gestad. He was absolutely awful for his standards. I mean, he couldn't keep the ball on the court. And you're just thinking, well, there's a hard court event, Olympics, transfer medal. You're yeah. not playing your best stuff this year, but it's a better surface for you in clay. Why, why are you playing Gestad? And Re- honestly, like, re- really good conditions for him. It's like Tokyo's probably one of the faster uh, tournaments in the, yeah, the hard court scene. Like, I don't understand it at all. It's, it's really bizarre to me. Uh, it, there's other players, so like Shapovalov, has said he had a COVID scare sort of thing. He didn't didn't want to go just in case because of quarantine and stuff. But then you're kind of like, well, if you're playing Gestad and I think Kitzbühel, maybe yeah, Atlanta, everyone back to back. Kind of COVID scare, you know, there's always going to be a risk. Yeah, exactly. You kind of just think that doesn't really fly, to be honest. Like, yeah, a bit of a weak excuse. Yeah, and then you've got Yannick Sinner said he wants to focus on developing as a player. Maybe we'd buy that one. Maybe it's, no, it's, it's like, one week though. It's like a one week tournament. I mean, you're not going to develop. He's not all of a sudden going to turn into like Pete Sampson. <laughs> I think I kind of get what he's saying because I think for maybe like the second time in his career or something, he's been on a free match losing streak. He's pretty used to winning. The guy maybe wants to play a few lower rank mm. players. You see, I I kind of just think Yannick Sinner also just has an air of like. I kind of believe this guy about him. Maybe that's unfair to the other players. But anyway, yeah, like that's his excuse. You know, take it or leave it. It still is a little bit fishy. Pretty much all the American players there, I would imagine probably a big draw for American crowds. All I, That's the only reason I can see is that they might be getting paid, to be honest. I think Riley Opelka said again, quarantine scare, but to be honest, I can't see any other reason why. Might want to stay at home as well, you know, play in the US, maybe can't be bothered leaving the US, now the US Open's coming, US Open swing as well. Yeah, that's uh, true. Again, yeah, it's one week of your time, I mean, I don't know, personally I think if you've rep- got a chance to represent your country, Olympics, huge event, chance for a medal, why wouldn't you take it, you know? But yeah, I mean... Everyone's I, got their own personal reasons, but... Uh, Cam Norrie was quite upfront about it, so he literally just, he just said, I want to focus on gaining ranking points. Like, well, really, he's winning his first title. He is the top seed in Los Cabos, so maybe yeah. he thinks that's a good chance to win a title. But I kind of get it. Offer him, you know, it's a risk. It's a gamble, isn't it? It's a gamble. Yeah. I mean, at least he's sort of honest about it. Like the, the other, the other guys, kind of. I don't know. They, they don't seem totally legitimate, as no, well. I would say. Certainly, Atlanta. I don't think they've always been sponsored by Truist Bank, but. It, <sighs> I'd imagine they've got quite a lot of money in the prize pool nowadays or appearance fees. And the, the, I think I've seen this to Gav at the, at the club, but the Bryan brothers are coming out of retirement to play the doubles mm. at Atlanta. I mean, what they've 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 won the Olympic gold medal before. Maybe that's why they don't want to go back. But it's like, why would you come out of retirement you to get win at back, Just get the whole gang back together. Leighton Duke can play, get out of retirement again. And yeah. Edmund, you know, just get everybody out. You it's know? mad. I mean, what was the appearance fee for Atlanta? It must have been so high. And I, Jack Sock as well, he's playing Atlanta doubles when he could be defending his 2016 mixed doubles title. It's all, it's yeah, all up in the air. Yeah, it's mad. It really is. Um, I think it's a shame because, I, th- I, I mean, I've heard loads of stuff from players like, specifically Andy Murray, actually. He sort of, you know, he, he really, he, he loves representing his country and every time he talks about the Olympics, he says it's an absolute honour. Players like that, you should sort of follow their example. Surely, I don't know why there's such yeah. a. It's kind of it's it's also sort of taken away from the importance of the tournament. All these withdrawals. It's almost like they think tennis is above the Olympics in some way, which is a bit. Uh, I don't buy that. You know, two they can coexist perfectly with one another. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And you, you just you you struggle to sort of like these players as much as you did when stuff like this happens. Honestly, because. It's one of the first times where money seems to just take precedence over the, you know, represent your country. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I. We'll we'll see if anybody says anything more about it, but I imagine the players that have withdrawn probably want to stay quite quiet about it. To be honest, so it's a bit of a shame. Silver linings at the same time. So, um, players that have entered the draw because of these withdrawals. We've got players like Lorenzo Massetti, Francis Tiafoe, Gilles Simon, Philip Kohlschreiber and Liam Brody 
entering the draw now as a result. So yeah, there's, there's an upside, but yeah, I mean, especially for Brody, you know, he's having such a good year in the Challenger circuit as well. He yeah. deserves a chance. It's kind of a, a reward for his hard work and stuff. He, I mean, he he only just made the the, the cut, so yeah, you know, really lucky to get in. I think he's the last player in the draw, actually. Yeah, good luck to him. Good luck. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I've, I wish him the best of luck. A, a few other sort of interesting stats as well. Just before I move on to the ladies, maybe you could take a guess. You, you, I expect you to get this wrong, Gav. Don't worry, it's really difficult. But somebody in the draw is making their fifth appearance at the Olympic Games the most by any player of all time. Is this just a singles draw or a doubles draw? In the, in the singles draw, yeah. Oof. It's tough. It's tough. A doubles draw would have said Rajiv Ram, but... Uh... Uh, okay, yeah. I think it is just a singles record. Oof. I'll give you three seconds so I'm not putting you out here. 2002. Or a bit longer. It's an old player. Old player. Um, Thing is, you might not even know they're in the draw. Like you, they're a very sort of low-profile player. Is it like Paolo Lorenzi or somebody like that? That's a good guess because it's about the right age range, definitely. Yeah. But it's, it's not Paolo Lorenzi. I'll give you a clue if you can remember. They had they were the last person to beat Andy Murray at the Olympics. <laughs> Oh, Jensen Liu. <laughs> Jensen yeah. Liu, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super tough. Sorry for putting you out there, but at least you got, oh, got it when I said that. So he's like 500 or something in the world, but a protected ranking of uh, 71. Yeah. He's used it for the Olympics. So he, oh. he makes the most appearances of anyone of all time. I, I like that. It's quite a nice story. I mean, obviously, he might get knocked out in the first round, but still. No, it's still good, good for the tournament. Good, uh, yeah. good for him as well. Maybe it will inspire him to kind of continue his career and try and get better and get into better form as well if he does yeah fingers crossed for him yeah as long as he's uh, not beating Andy at any important tournaments again you know I'm not bothered to like go for it instantly (laughs) Uh, and the other thing I've got down here Cameo Marshak Mashrak Mashrak the Polish guy uh-huh. Uh, he made the draw as well because somebody like because of withdrawals. But the the reason that's significant is is it's just cool to have somebody who's won the Youth Olympic Games before yeah. in, in the draw. Yeah, he won it in twenty fourteen. So he's yeah. a gold, He's technically an Olympic gold medalist and a sort a youth gold Olympic gold medalist. Going for the double. Yeah, go, <laughs> kind of going for the double. <laughs> he's technically well until Monday. Yeah. When he gets knocked out in the first round or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Difficult first round match. <laughs> Not expecting much of him, I've got to say, but it's, it's a nice story anyway. It's quite cool. Right, I'll move on to the ladies. The ladies draw, in general, they've just made so much more of an effort than, than the men's. Some of this will be in inverted commas, though, because I know a lot of these people have withdrawn. I'm not 100% sure of all the reasons for them because... The draws for next week's tournaments haven't been released. Like I've got, I've got, I'll, I search and search and search. I've got no idea how to find out if they're playing those tournaments. Yeah, um, I think they're usually released like Saturday or Sunday. It's very late these tournaments release their draws. It's- yeah, and it seems to just be the the women's draws for some reason. I, I I really I don't know why they're so inaccessible. But a lot less players in general have withdrawn it, um, which is is a lot better than the men's. Obviously, I've only got the top one hundred here for some reason. But fifty six of the world's top one hundred are in the event compared to like forty three I think of the men's which doesn't sound like that much of a difference but a lot of those players didn't make the cut because of too many people from the same country being in the, the draw yeah, as them. So, yeah that's yeah. a big problem as well yeah so it's a, a, a lot it, it, they've definitely got legitimate excuses some of them more so than the men's most of them seem like they're, they're legitimate excuses anyway so here are all the ones I've got in green the, the legitimate excuses got Simona Halep, Sophia Kennan, Andrescu, Serena Williams, Azarenka, Kerber, Monica Puig, defending Olympic champion. Such a shame she can. <laughs> she's got um, a shoulder injury and she's recovering from surgery apparently. Yeah, so, no, that's got a highlight of her career. That was. I it? know. I I just thought it was so sad that she she couldn't make it five years later. Like. Yeah. No. Oh well. I mean, she she's obviously got a legitimate excuse. She'd a hundred percent compete if she could. So. Right, we've also got Carolina Muchova, Madison Keys, Joe Conta, obviously COVID, Kasatkina, Kuznetsova, Serstea, Rogers, Collins, Sloan Stevens, Venus Williams, and Coco Goff. All COVID scares apparently, or they've had an injury, or there's been too many people participating from their country. Yeah. Out of, out of all of those there, and then there's a few that look like they don't have a legitimate excuse. 
Sisui and Petra Marches got have withdrawn from the event or haven't entered the event because they haven't had enough Billy Jean King Cup representation. <laughs> Tongue twister over. And then the the only two I can see that aren't really that legitimate are Tamara Zidansic and Jill Teichman have just opted to play two fifties instead. So you need the ranking points, you know, it's difficult, especially if you're not a high ranked player, maybe you need to if you want to need to try and continue to build points, you know. Yeah. Unfortunate, but I guess it's, it depends where you are in your career, where you are in the rankings. But uh, exactly, so, so Tamara Zidansek is almost sort of equivalent to your sort of Cam Norrie in that she's had a very good season recently and is yeah. trying to sort of build in that form. I, I kind of get it, just to put yourself within the top fifty in Zidansek's um, sake at least. And then there's also Zhang Shui. It looks like Zhang Shui, a Chinese player, has been hasn't. It just hasn't been picked by uh, like she, the other players in China have been picked over her even though she was higher ranked than them just because of form. That's the only mm. instance of that happening, which is it's, it's, it's really bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't. Go I'd like to hear if if anybody knows exactly what happened there, please tell me because I'd like to know. It's a pretty bizarre one, right? That, that's the end of the the women's basically. It, it, it's it's good to see that the women are making a lot more of an effort. I don't know if it's coincidence. I don't know if it's I don't know if like there's been some sort of external factor for the women in general just to sort yeah. of big up the Olympics, if you know what I mean. But surprise again, like the start about you know so few of the top men's players are playing. I just can't understand that. Can't compute it, especially considering the surface as well. You know, it's hard court. U.S. Open's played in hard courts. You know, players choosing to play in clay instead of playing in hard. Just even if you don't want to play the Olympics, just from a surface-based point of view, it doesn't make any sense. You know, you want to be playing in hard, surely not clay. Yeah, you'd think that, but I, I, just, I think if, if I was going to sort of try and side with the players, I think the quarantine maybe is a little stricter than other places. Yeah. And I, I think you can only, so for example, Serena Williams has said she just doesn't want to go because she can't take her daughter with her. As, you know, as simple as that, basically. Yeah, I don't know. Just It's once every four years, you know, it's a small sacrifice for such an important event. You, know? you think you think that, yeah, but oh, I don't know. There's there's other people as well, like Kerber as well has just said. So players that have been successful recently, maybe just want to rest up. Like Kerber got to the semis, obviously at Wimbledon. She said, obviously she's the defending silver medalist, I guess, defending runner up. But she just said she's too tired. She wants to give her body a rest. Simple as that. And I wouldn't expect to see her in any other draw of any other tournament. If we do see her yeah. in another draw, then it's yeah. But <laughs> I don't think we will. Kerber seems pretty legitimate. I've like, never, I've always liked Kerber. I, I think she's telling the truth there. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree with the the sentiment, Gav. It's just a shame, isn't it? Like uh, you'd love to see the the Olympic draw stacked to the you know uh, super stacked field, but it's just not happening. Yeah, it feels like an ATP five hundred. It feels like a Tokyo Open, effectively. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It kind of does. Like, it's kind of like that. Um, Rublev should be. You know, film super pump for that. It should be, you know, five hundred masks. I know, yeah. So I actually, saw, then, you know. I saw somebody on online saying something really similar. Actually, um, yeah. I mean, we'll get into the, onto this in a second, but obviously, he would he would have Djokovic in the, in the quarters, but you know, yeah, who knows? Five hundred master. We'll see what happens. Like, could be yeah, interesting. just needs to just need to tell him just it's an ATP five hundred match, not a Grand Slam match. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Just like as soon as it's a five hundred, boy gets turned up to eleven. He, yeah. like, <laughs> he knows instantly he's got a chance. <laughs> right, uh, I think yeah, I, I won't dwell on the withdrawals too much. Too many negatives there. Now. Let's um, let's dive into a bit of the positives. Talk a bit about the draw. Talk about who yeah. we think's gonna get through. Me and Gav have done a wee quarterfinal prediction independently, so we're about to find out what we both think. Yep. We've got we've got a pick for the men's singles and the women's singles. And I think mm-hmm. we'll start. We'll start with the 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 top half of the draw, the the top quarter. Good place to start uh, in the men's draw. In the men's yeah. draw, yeah. So, I actually looking at this Djokovic's top quarter is pretty brutal. I mean, it's not not easy, is it? I mean, it's not really. You got Struff, Misetti, and Davidovich you know. There's good. There's good players in there, but then I, my well, like you keep yeah. going. You can justify your your. I think, um, I think Drovich gets through that. I think Drovich gets through the first, um, to, well, to the quarters because uh, Struff, you know, he's he's a very good player on his day, but then his first serve can go all over the place. You know, what I mean, it's mm-hmm. just nightmare. Uh, 
Massetti. I just think Joffrey's got the edge over Massetti. I think when he's playing as well, the video Fakina slotted him last time, didn't they? When he, mm-hmm. they both played, so he did. Joffrey's gets through that. What, what did you, what was your pick for the? the it was Djokovic. It was Djokovic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just um, I, I think he will have an easier time than the draw would suggest because of his record against all these players. So they're all really good, but it's just like Djokovic always seems to find a way against pretty much all of them. Struff's a brilliant player, he absolutely is, but Djokovic just seems to unravel them basically every time they play. Musetti, that's just a mental game now. Like I, Maybe Musetti will be able to beat him at one point, but it's not happening in the near future, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. is uh, the only one with any wins against him in that quarter. So it's, it's, 40, it's, it's 40, 46-2 against the rest of that quarter mm. for Djokovic. Uh, it would be a first meeting for him and Rublev if they got that far. Yeah. Which, which would be interesting. Yeah, I thought Rublev would get, come through the bottom quarter. I think he'll get through Nishikori. Nishikori's not playing his you know usual standard of play. I think he's sort of um, struggling for to find his best tennis again. So I think Djokovic will play Rublev in that uh, quarterfinal. That was my yeah. prediction. You agree? I agree. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I don't think there was anybody in Rublev's part. I think he's got Nishikori as a first round, actually. But other than that, I, yeah, I, I see Rublev yeah. getting free. It's just too big a game nowadays for most people, and it's kind of only the top 10 that tend to tr- trouble him, really. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. Djokovic to beat Rublev in the quarters. Good stuff. Perfect. Yeah. I, I, I just realised I said quarterfinal picks. I guess I mean semi-final picks. But that's well, my point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Move, moving on to the next one, I thought this one was a little bit tough. Oh, the Hurkacz one. It's very the the Hurkacz yeah. one, yeah. The Hurkacz mm. one. Well, no surprises there. I predicted Hurkacz to come through into the quarters, and I think Sverev will play Sverev. I think I think it was touch and go for me whether Sverev would get that far. He had Bazlashvili in that uh, quarter, and you know what Bazlashvili is like when he's on form. But I think Sverev. I just got a feeling Sverev's gonna have a very good uh, US sort of oh, hard court season for Olympics and uh, US swing as well. I just think he's going to refocus mentally. Obviously lost that final in US Open last year, but I think yeah. um, I, I just think he's going to find his game again. I just think he's going to play really good tennis. It could turn out to be garbage, my prediction, but I just think yeah. that's <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I've went a little bit off the wall. I'm thinking Aslan Karatsev makes another roaring appearance. Yeah. <laughs> I think He's been a little bit, you know, under the radar because of the clay and the grass. He's okay on them, obviously, but you know, a wee bit for him, but yeah, no massive wins there, really. I think on hard courts, we forget Karatsev is already sort of a staff who's established himself as a beast this year. I think he'll have a yeah. very good chance of making a deep run. Harkatch hundred percent could give him trouble, but then Harkatch was so weird before Wimbledon. He was just like it was like six match losing streak or something like that. I just yeah, but that was the clay court season. You know, the clay wouldn't suit his game really. So did he play on grass at all? Did he play on grass at all? Maybe I don't. I don't know off the top of my head, Gav. But maybe not. If 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 that's the case, then yeah, fair enough. Fair play to him. He doesn't like clay. That's definitely true. And obviously won Miami. I still uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're probably. I'm probably wrong. I'm gonna to stick to Karatsev, but I, I just, I just, I loved Karatsev game. Karatsev game at the start of the season. I just thought he was one of the best players, like on tour, hundred percent. He burst onto the scene, didn't he? Certainly yeah. The impression. He looked unbeatable sometimes, so I'm, I'm gonna stick with that. Okay. And I think it'll be Zverev he beats in the quarter. Well, it's, it's a, it's, it's a. It's a tough. I think it's a tough quarter to, to call, to be honest, because they're, yeah. they're all they're all patchy on their day as well. You know what I mean? Like they're a little bit, pretty much all of them aren't super consistent, so it's quite yeah. difficult to call. Basically, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, there should be a lot of good matches there, definitely. Uh, right, mo- moving on to the next one, yeah. This is the surpass one. So I'm um, surpass yeah. to get to the quarters. I think he will uh, sort of been able to reset after his uh, disappointing results, even though he lost in Hamburg to Krajnovic last week. He did play very good stuff in his first round against Kerpfer. Um And he did play well in the first set against uh, Kranovic. I just think Kranovic upped his game since the pass went a wee bit off and mentally couldn't find it find it again. But uh, I think he will play well. I think he's going to get to the quarters. I think Schwartzman will get through as well. I'm keeping faith in Diego, even though he can sometimes be a wee bit dodgy in the hard courts. Okay. Um, yeah. I do think Schwartzman, he's not played his best stuff this year, but I think he will... Uh, Will play well. I just think he'll get the quarters. I think I've got a belief in his game. 
could turn out to be rubbish, but keep him faced with Diego. Love watching him play. Never gives in. Solid on every single attribute of the game. Great return. So, yeah, sits past Schwartzman for that quarter. And so it's a pass to come through. Sits a pass to come through. I have called sits a pass as well, yeah. I mean, I was tempted to sort of say he's lost a bit of form, but it's not really the case. Like He's still playing really good tennis, actually, and I think on a hard court, he's... Yeah, he's, you'll be fine. Obviously, yeah, you've got that loss to Kanovich, but he's kind of an underappreciated player, isn't he? Like, you know, he has days where he actually, you know, he could beat most people. Like, he's almost beaten Djokovic, I think, once at least. And it, yeah, I, I think I'll ignore that loss. I think you know, he's got the the power to get to the semis. Definitely, he's just he's got too big a game. Schwartzman will get through, I think, too, and he'll get beat by sets of pass. I 100% agree with you there, Gav. I'm kind of looking. I was looking at Humber a wee bit. So uh, I, mentally, know, I just doubt mentally whether he's ready yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, disappointing loss to Kyrgios at Wimbledon. Didn't seem to deal with the big pressure moments particularly well, you know. So I just, I'm not sure he's quite ready to make that next step yet. Yeah, could be wrong, but. I have said, I have said actually, if um, Sitsipas is caught cold in the first round, I think he's against Kohlschreiber in the first round. Yeah, he's been playing some pretty good stuff in the clay. He has. He's having a wee bit of a renaissance, isn't he, Kohlschreiber? So. Yeah, he's great to watch. You know, so that, that could be one of the matches to watch actually. So it's yeah. Pat Schreiber, just easy on the eye, both beautiful one handed backhands and uh yeah, you're right, Sitspas could be caught cold if he's not uh, fully prepared. Fully yeah. gone. I, I think if if he gets through that then yeah, I'll back Sitsa Pass. But otherwise I'm gonna back Hugo. Definitely. If, back if, 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 yeah, if if Pass goes out, I think Hugo will go through. But yeah. yeah. Sitsa Pass probably and Schwartzman probably um, in the quarters to get beaten by him. So, moving on to the last quarter of the men's. Yep, Medvedev, probably no surprises there. Think yeah, I've, 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 agreed, I've agreed with you there, Gav, definitely. I just think he's going to be um, fully switched on. Okay, maybe he's not playing his best stuff. Disappointing defeat for Wimbledon. You should be expecting probably to get through that. And uh, But I think when we return to the hard courts, I think by far second best hard court player this year, I think... Um, He's going to get through. No, no real um, surprises there. I think Ozzy Aliassim. I was kind of tempted to say Carino Busta, but I think push come to shove, Ozzy Aliassim's got the bigger weapons. I think um, should he get through Murray, of course. I think um, mm-hmm. I think he will. I think he will get to the quarters. I just got faith. I know people have been giving him a lot of stick, but we got to remember he's made what eight ATP finals already, and he's nineteen. Yeah, so he can definitely do it. Get through a draw. Um, so yeah, I think Medvedev and to come through, but Medvedev will jealous seem for the quarterfinal. You have you've got to think about that obviously. Like best of uh, three suits some players more than others and yeah. Ogarali seem actually getting to eight ATP finals. I mean that's a massive deal. You know, he's he's actually really good over best of three and you can sort of take it to anybody. Still, um, I genuinely, if I had to be honest, I think Andy will get beaten by him. To be honest, like so, I forget about Andy. I'll get him out my head. It's probably going to be Ograli seem facing Chilich at some point. Maybe Chilich against Medvedev again. I I I fancy Chilich's chances. I don't. There's the sort of mental thing again, but over best of three, maybe, maybe not but- as bad an issue. Don't know about that. Just Chilich has been just so disappointing this year. Whenever I've watched him, I'm like, he's gonna make a run eventually, and it's like, okay, one Stuttgart, but nah, I don't know about Chilich. I think um, I'm just not buying it. But you know, he's a great, great player. But he does. He keeps letting you down, Gav. That's true. Actually, down. it's just depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, like him against Medvedev at Wimbledon. If Wimbledon was ever a best of three event, then. You know, Chilich, yeah, no, I know. Chilich would have been through to the round of sixteen. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going back Medvedev though overall, definitely. But I, I think I'm going to say Chilich is the guy he beats in the quarter. That's okay. a bold, that's a bold statement, maybe. But. Bold statement, but perfectly plausible if Chilich turns up. Yeah, yeah, game. exactly. It, it does, it does depend who turns up. You're right. I don't, I don't think I do. I know Karenio Busta's just won a five hundred, but. Um, in the hard courts, US Open semi finalists. Yeah, like, yeah. In the swithering, but no, back in FAA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll see. I, I think that one will be that one. one that one will be the one to watch because I've I've got no idea really. Apart other than Medvedev, like in, in the sort of half of that quarter, I've got no idea who's coming through because it could could be Andy. Who knows? 
I'm not, I'm not totally ruling it out. In the face. I know, I'm already like doing a 360 or a 180 even. Like, totally going back on what I just said two seconds ago. Right, should we move on to the, the women's draw? We shall, yeah. Um, For first one, I've said Ash Barty. Go with Barty, are you? Yeah, yeah, I just, I just, I'm super, super impressed by Wimbledon. I just thought, too good to get knocked out by anybody in that quarter, in my opinion. She's just been absolutely brilliant. I just think she's serving too well to get beat, beaten by most people, and she, she seems to turn up with her serve pretty much every match, and it gets her out of trouble constantly. I don't think she's had a properly difficult match this year where she's not sort of been half injured, like... I don't, I don't know if the stats on that exactly, but she's retired from quite a few matches, so barring an injury, I don't see her getting beat by anybody else. Krejcikova obviously could be a threat, but at Wimbledon, Barty was way too classy for her, just actually made Krejcikova look like sort of you know top 50 rather than somebody who's just won the French Open. I think, yeah. I think If I've got that right, Krejcikova would be in the quarter with Barty, and I think Barty would win that match. I've got uh, right. See, I didn't do quarters because always I didn't have much time to look at the draws, but I did semis. I did think Krejcikova would come through, though. So I just oh, think okay. because she did win um tournament a couple of weeks ago, you know, without dropping a set. I think it was Prague, wasn't it? Won the Prague Open without dropping a set. So like, I missed that actually. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just think yeah, so. Krejcikova will will come through. I think she's going to get the semis, Krejcikova. Um, yeah, because I I just think the form that she's got. So I did say, I think, in the Wimbledon podcast, you know, after winning that slam, the confidence should be sky high. You know, there's no reason why she should yeah. go into any match thinking, I can't win or I can't defeat such and such. I think Barty in the hard courts, maybe it doesn't lend itself to the variety as much as, say, the clay grass, you know, low bouncing grass, clay a wee bit slower, but more time to put more cut in the ball. At, at the same time, I think Krejcikova can sometimes rely on similar uh, weapons in her game. She, she, you know, she has quite a lot of variety herself um, on the backhand. At least I think she'll have to play a different game if she's gonna beat Barty. I, I, I just looked at the Prague um, run, by the way. Super yeah. impressive. Like, it's impressive, isn't it? I think it was like three matches in a row on the way to the title where she didn't drop more than three games in a match. Yeah, like that's good. Uh, fair enough. Like hats off, Krejcikova. I still think I still think Barty will take it. Like I, I, honestly, that Wimbledon match was one of the best matches she played that tournament. She played a lot of good matches, obviously. Yeah, uh, you like, know, it's difficult to go against Barty, but I just think hard courts, you know, doesn't suit her game as much as the grass or clay. Probably not, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm not saying by any means that Barty can't come through, but I just think Krejcikova, having had the confidence in that run, playing very well in the hard. Um, I just think she will, she'll get through. Okay. I mean, it's, it's not a bad shout, Gav, at all. Like, yeah, I, it's... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if you're correct, to be honest. But I'll stick to Barty, I think. I just I was, I was too impressed by her not to back her. I think. Yeah, it's difficult to go against her, but yeah. I like your balls, Gav. Sticking I like your gut. balls. Yeah. <laughs> right, the next one, I've went a little bit off the wall for this one. I'm thinking Alina Ribakina. If that's how you pronounce her name. I think it is, yeah. Ribikina, Ribikina. I'm pretty sure it's Ribikina. She had a very close match at Wimbledon between herself and Sabalenka. And that's who she would, I think she'll play in the quarters. Might be a war of the serves for her. Um, but I think she's she's a brilliant server. I th- I'm going to give it to her just based on the fact that she's been confident enough to beat big players this year. And some of the other players in her draw are a little bit Patchy this year, Kvitova and Muguruza, for example, are two of the biggest top seeds there, and their games haven't been perfect this year. Yeah, it's, it's a bit risky, and I mean, Savalenka is the risky. I, you know, it would be her, I think, I if it's for, not yeah. I went for her to get through at the semis. Yeah. yeah, with a big serve, okay, she can maybe be a wee bit inconsistent, but with a power game, I just think um, she's going to come through. I think uh, if you look at the way she's played this year, Madrid, obviously champion there. Uh, Wimbledon played very well as well. You know, I thought she'd win Wimbledon. Um, obviously, she she wasn't able to do so. But I think um, I think the Olympics will bring out the best in her. I think she's quite a fiery character. I think when it comes push comes to shove, um, I think she's going to get the job done. I think she will get into the semis. Yeah, um, I mean, 
the fact that she was so successful and plays I mean Madrid almost plays like a hard court to be fair. Yeah. I, I would say she's probably better in a hard court than she should be at Wimbledon and she did really well at Wimbledon. So yeah. I yeah, mine's probably a risky shout. But I'll 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 stick to it just based on the fact that, you know, women's tennis stuff can happen. Obviously. Yeah, it's nightmare predicting end. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I'll stick to that. But yeah, you're probably better shit with Sabala and Car in reality. But we'll see. Uh right, moving on to the next quarter, I would say after Wimbledon doing a total U turn, but the game of Carolina Pliskova was just too impressive not to think like if you bring that form into the Olympics, you're beating most people. Definitely. Like, she was so good at the Olympics. She was serving so well. Obviously, she had the nervous start and stuff in the final, but that's not going to happen every time she walks on court. I think, again, most people should be solid as anything. She had that game again. I don't know if you saw the game she had against Sabalenka, but... Yeah, no, it was unbelievable. Yeah, she had, like, eight break points in the first set, didn't convert any of them. Sabalenka gets her first break point, converts that immediately. I was just thinking, Pliskov is out of this. No way she, you know... I think we touched on this a bit in the last podcast. I'm sure the mental resilience but, after yeah. the battling in that room final. You think, oh God, mentally, you know, how's it going to be? You're going to be a bit of a collapse and to- turn yeah. it to be totally opposite, you know. So yeah, exactly. Just, just the, my point is that she's a new player. I think she just seems to have completely changed herself over the course of a month or so after that room final. And I think she'll beat most people that are there. I I can't think of who it would be. I think Sakurai would be her. Yeah, Sa- Sakurai. Um, yeah. I think she would probably play Pliskova in the quarter, but I just think Sakari, I, I know um, Roland Garros obviously got wrenched in defeat, not making the final. Um, yeah. But I think, again, I just think the surface will suit big power hitting. I think she's got that. You know, the serve has improved dramatically over the past few years. Um, I just think, again, she's due like a really, really deep run in like one of these big events. And I think the Olympics is kind of the perfect storm, kind of. Perfect time for her, playing well. You know, I think that she'll um, get through it. Semis. I've actually got her on. If we're looking further down the line, I've actually got her on to win the gold. Big prediction. Ooh. But I've got her okay. on to win the gold. Interesting. Big. I mean, if she brings the French form in, like, you know, why not? Well, yeah. tennis. Anybody can win the gold, really. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Monica Puig, defending champion or champion, champion from twenty sixteen, but not defending. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think that's a good shout. I definitely thought it would be her getting to the quarters, but. Pliskova, I think our return game as well. I don't know if you saw any of that at Wimbledon, but she was right. just she was uh, and it was it was first serve she was preferring as well. It's like you can if you hammer it at her, pitch, yeah, no, yeah, it just gets hammered back twice as fast. Like one other wild card as well. There is Jennifer Brady, obviously Australian Open Thinking champion, well, uh, yeah. runner up. Even there's a chance she could make a half decent run, but yeah, I think. Our shouts of Pliskova and Sakari in the quarters are probably wise, and then I'm gonna go with Pliskova. You're going with Sakari, fair enough. And we don't, we're not, we're still counting out uh, Alina Monfils. Is that the case? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I just in the big moments, like in the big, big matches. Unfortunately, Grand Slam sounds harsh, but like the big matches, it's not really a great record, is it? I mean, she's not been there, and I think her head's elsewhere at the moment. To be honest, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that's a good shout. To be honest, the the gold medal has off to you if you get that right. Oldest but... prediction of the year. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, this last one, I think, will be. I'm interested to see you've picked here. Yeah, I've I've went for the queen of hard courts, Naomi Osaka. So by yeah, so, so see, you're thinking probably the same thing as me. It doesn't really yep. matter that she's been off for a while. Favorite like, surface, yeah. It's like riding yeah. a bike. You know, she'll be, you know, first few games she'll be back in the swing of things, and uh, yeah, I think she'll get through the semi. She'll probably play Sviantec in the quarterfinal, but I just think Osaka. It's very hard to back against her. Put it that way. Yeah. I've said that as well, Schwantek, I think, just been too consistent not to get to the quarters. If yeah. she is going to beat Schwantek, it'll have to be good because Schwantek's been super impressive this year, honestly. Yeah, like, al- almost, more, almost more impressive than a French run. Like I think on clay, she's just a different beast, but the fact she's translated that to different surfaces pretty consistently this year, including grass, where she's, she'd, she's basically, for me, the equivalent of like Sinner in the men's game. And Sinner just looked like a 
you know, a Bambi on ice yeah. and, uh, uh, on no. grass. So no, it shows good development in our game as well, you know. And uh, yeah, but it's very difficult to back against Asaka. You know, you, you, like she's unbelievable. Her record in hard courts is unbelievable. Um, mentally tough enough to do it as well with the pressure. You know, mm. uh, yeah, I think she will come through that and get to the get to the semis. Yeah, I think so too. I've I've got her um, hard court record down here in the last two years. It's actually a better win percentage than than Djokovic. Yeah, uh, twenty eight three. Obviously, Djokovic had his his line judge debacle to add on one of the losses but nonetheless you know it's still a better win percentage i think 28-3 for osaka and 20 uh, 30-4 for djokovic see honestly like she's she's a super impressive player i think if anybody isn't backing her then you haven't seen her on a hard court recently like she's yeah. just way too, she's way too good so just running through them quickly i yep. think for the men's singles i've said djokovic karatsev sits a pass medvedev Gav, you've said the same, but instead of Karatsev, you've said... Zverev. Uh, no. Oh, did you say Zverev? To get through the semis. Oh, I thought you said Herkic. Yeah. I thought you said Herkic. No, ah. Yeah, Zverev. Ah, right, right. I'm okay. sticking keeping the faith. Okay, yeah. fair enough. And then for the women's singles, I've said Ash Barty, Ribikina, Pliskova, and Osaka. You Saka said... Uh, Krejikova, uh, Krejikova, Rana, Sakari, and Osaka. Oh, well, yeah, yours is. Well, I didn't really think about that time. It's pretty different from mine, then, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Pretty, pretty different. Interesting. Yeah, well, well I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. I think I think there's some good uh, predictions there, but, you know, famous last words. Well, we'll see. Famous, yeah, don't drink yeah. it. Don't drink yeah, it. exactly. We'll see what happens. Right, I was going to touch quickly on. I think you've got some doubles predictions doubles, there. If, yep. if you want to take the reins on this one, Gav, I'll just kind of semis, along. Uh, semis, Mektich and Pavich, obviously, you know. Don't think we need to explain why. Um, unbelievable record. Mm-hmm. I've gone with Hakach and Kubot to make that semi final against them. I think mm-hmm. it was a toss up between like those Kravitz and Puets and um, Zverev and um, Striff. His name Striff, yeah. But I just think Hakach uh, is a bit more reliable uh, to pair with Kubot. Kubot's got the big serve, you know. I think Hakach more reliable than Striff maybe at the net. So. You know, I think that's why I chose that. And then I went for Murray and Salisbury to make the semis. And the other mm-hmm. partner draw against Cabal and Farah. Because Cabal and Farah play some great stuff in Dubai and uh, third seeds. Salisbury, great doubles player. Murray, great doubles player. You know, mm-hmm. they could get a medal. You know, it's definitely yeah. a possibility. A few things I'd say on a few of those predictions. The first one, Pavic and Mektic. Oh, I 100% agree with you there, but the first round's going to be tough. I think it's Marcello Mello and Marcello de Moliner. I think it's in the top yeah, six or so. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't, you know, obviously, you'll be a decent doubles player, but I think Mello on his day, massive serve, obviously. I think that could be very tough for those two as, a, as an opening round, you know, if they're caught cold as well. And I've said as well for Andy and... Joe Salisbury, I'd love them to come through, but they're they're against Herbert and Mahu in the first round. Yeah, um, I think they'll get through that. I hope, I really hope they do. Like, I really hope they do. I don't. I have in the back of my head like a feeling they they beat them at some point, but I might be wrong about that. Um, I could I could be wrong. I'm not gonna. I, I, I won't delve into that one too much. But either way, the the kind of team that. I mean, sorry, Joe Salisbury and Andy Murray are the kind of team that really, you know, if, if they're playing well enough, they are yeah, anyway, anybody. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So hopefully, Mahu and Terabear are just a little bit off. Wee bit off. And, yeah, just yeah. a wee bit. It doesn't have to be too off, you know. Just I don't want it to be a trouncing. Yeah. <laughs> Not asking for a trouncing, exactly. I'm just asking for a, a win. That's all. <laughs> In any way. And uh, the, the other British contingent as well, I don't think... I mean, I... I agree with you saying that they're not going to get through to the quarters, I think you said there. Yeah, Skopsky um, and Murray. Murray's yeah. not playing well enough at the moment, really. No, he's not really. They're against Zabaios and another Argentinian player, Molteni, I think, top six or something, but Zabaios, obviously, I think number four or something in the yeah, world. Yeah, had a great year as well. So, yeah. Very difficult. You know, I just don't know where Jimmy Murray's game's at. Skopsky's played with different partners, his brother and uh, Dan Evans. Had good success with Dan Evans, but, you know, very difficult mm-hmm. to bring that partnership with Murray back, having not played with him for so long. Yeah, just don't know how that's going to work out. You know, especially yeah, yeah. when they didn't play any warm-up events before the Olympics. You would have thought they would have played Wimbledon or something together, but didn't do that. Yeah, so, I I agree with you. Setting themselves yeah, up for the fall, I think. They're bit. a bit a bit too unquantifiable. Like, I've, yeah, I've got no idea really, but it's unlikely. 
And then on the the ladies' side as well, I've have you got predictions there, Gav? Again, obviously, if you know if women's singles is unpredictable, women's actually women's doubles is probably more predictable than ladies' singles. But that's that, that's not the case at all. Sorry, but I've got I've got a few uh, doubles matches to watch, so I'll just run through them quickly. We've got Elise Mertens and Van Utvank versus <laughs> versus Suarez Navarro and Muguruza. Thought that was quite a fun doubles match as well. Obviously, Elise Mertens is like number one in the world, so it could be a total whitewash. But just, it, I think it's cool to see Suarez Navarro on court full stop. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Kuder Matova, Vesnina, and Lena Friedsum and Laura Siegmund. Sorry, Anna, Lena Friedsum and Laura Siegmund. Uh, Ash Barty and Storm Sanders are against the Japanese pairing now Hibino and Majoto Nino Mia. I don't know those names, I'll be honest. So, you uh, good job of pronouncing you. Thank, thanks very much. I thought it was okay. <laughs> that could be a good match. I just, I'd, I'd like to see Ash Barty do well in the doubles as well. Obviously, a big fan of her after all the matches she's been through this year. So, and then the other one I thought would be worth watching would be Kiki Bertens and Demi Schurz v Caroline Garcia and Christina Mladenovic. I don't know if I've seen Garcia on court for ages, which is just why you know I was quite curious. Yeah, especially the doubles court. Not seen her play doubles in a while. Yeah, so yeah, I thought that could have been interesting as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, have you have you got any other predictions there or anything, Gav? For uh, I've got match next to watch or... in the the men's draw. Uh, maybe the public. Well, that pretty much. No need to explain that one. Fuskovic, her catch, very good. Yeah, one. well, yeah, yeah. Fuskovic is amazing in uh, Wimbledon. So he was. Yeah, no, yeah. I think you can. That should be a great one to watch. Uh, it's Pascal Schreiber for obvious reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Mario Gialessim. From a bias mm-hmm. point of view, and for tennis reasons as well, mm-hmm. and the Shikori Rublev, you know, that'd be great as well. Yeah. So that's my uh, sort of top five first rounds in the men's show. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you got any for the, the women's or is it just? Yep. Just... Uh, Bentich Pegula, that should be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Garcia Vekic. Yep. Let's give her Corny because we know what Corny did to Andrescu at Wimbledon, so it's always mm-hmm. unpredictable. So and Sakari uh, Contevit. Yeah, yeah. So those are the ones that I had to watch for the women's draw. I think. Yeah. Um, what was the first one you said there? Sorry. Um, uh, Bencic Pegula. I'd missed that one completely. That yeah, that's a tough draw for Bencic. I, I thought Pegula would have yeah. been seeded to be honest. So I'm pretty surprised by that. Yeah, that's that's super tough. I found as well. I, I so this is sort of sorry going back and the withdrawals and stuff. But for the the women's, it's so much more unlucky for some players. In terms of like stacked um, players Conte from countries, just had the worst luck. Well, that yeah, yeah, obviously with COVID. I mean, and yeah, yeah. there seems to be a lot more people who are have sort of caught something maybe. But I more meant um, in terms of too many people from the same country sort of pushing people out of the draw. Yeah. Like, um, what's the Czech player Mucheva, uh got knocked out, and she's like twenty three or four in the world. So there's four Czech players above her. Strength and depth. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like that's mad. You, you would not have really expected there to be four top twenty Czech players. I, I, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, I, I, it's like the first one that happened to the like the first player that happens to in the men's. I think it's like somewhere in the top seventy, maybe or something like that, off the top of my head. So yeah. super unlucky for some of the female players, especially since they seem to have. Um, Made an act, made. I don't. <laughs> don't want to totally. Sl- don't want to totally slander the men's, but made an effort. So. Ah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I think is that everything we've got to cover in terms we of the Olympics. Yeah, it's pretty much in depth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything I had anyway. Are you going to start changing your sleeping pattern or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, or... I'll have to turn the TV down, uh, well, the volume down for Rublev, obviously, in uh, Delhi. And <laughs> we'll wake up the whole week. That's what's Djokovic. You know, the biggest challenge for Djokovic isn't any, you know, any player on the draw apart from Delhi and grunt, you know, just being able to listen to <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. He's more motivated to get off the court as soon as possible when he starts doing that. I, I listened to him play uh, Aidan McHugh and Wimbledon qualifying and you know when you get John Lloyd to complain about something because he was complaining about Delian's grunt you mm. know if it gets to that stage that John Lloyd's complaining about something you know it's pretty drastic yeah out guy, even he was getting irritated you know wow oh, fair enough God. I don't think I've seen Delian play before actually 
pretty You're sure. You're a, a surprise, put it that way. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I'll probably turn into that match just to see how Djokovic gets on. So, I mean, it'll probably be 2-2 two two or something like that. But yeah. So I won't have to suffer too much, I don't think. I'm 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 gonna be looking forward, I think, in particular to what was the one I was just thinking about. Oh well, Andy's match, obviously, but you know, fingers crossed, we'll see what happens. But I don't think I don't wanna jinx it, but I don't think it'll be a US open repeat to be No, honest. I think it'll be like three and four. Three and four, okay. That's not brilliant, really. Oh brilliant, but <laughs> that's brutal, but yeah. The only thing I'll say is Tokyo I think I've got this right, but Andy Murray has got the best record out of everybody in the draw at Tokyo. Oh, no, no, actually, Djokovic does. Never mind. Djokovic is unbeaten. Never mind. But apart from Djokovic, apart from Djokovic I, <laughs> Andy's second best. So, you know, that I, okay, genuinely, I'll just say that quickly. That could actually play into things. He's played on the court before, sort of thing. And, you know, Ogarelli might could just be rocking up for the first time there. You know, it's just another factor. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it definitely suits his game more than the US. So we'll see. Right. Should we wrap up there? Yeah, I think that's a good point to wrap up at. Cool. But just like the hearing me sort of make false <laughs> expectations of no, it, mean, Andy again. Three and four prediction <laughs> went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. End in a damp squib. That's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> uh, if you want to catch any of our work before I wrap up, you can catch my blog at jackedward.substack.com. You can catch a lot of Gav's work on Last Word on Tennis. Are you doing Twitter yet, Gav? Am I doing Twitter? Um, Not yet? Yeah, I share my stuff on Twitter, but uh, no, Last Word and Tennis is probably the best. I'm barely on Twitter, being honest. Um, I'm going to have to be bothered to go on it, which is not often. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, you can give him a follow anyway. He's on Twitter. Check out his stuff on Last Word and Tennis anyway. Um, Thanks very much for tuning in. I'm sure next week it'll be something about, uh, you know, maybe the Olympics will be over, so it might be a review. We'll see. Yeah. Um, depends when we get it recorded so thanks very much for tuning in this has been the online podcast and we'll catch you next time cheers yeah, catch you next week yeah